welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Noob. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. So let's just pray before we get into the Word this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence in this meeting today. We thank you, Father, for your uh, divine uh, Word. We just pray that this will be a Word in season for us all, that, uh, Lord, you'd speak through me, you'd speak to our hearts, you'd speak revelation, and you'd speak power over each and every one. I pray you'd give us ears to hear what your Spirit would say to us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless all of our campuses, all those who are gathering with us online or who will be watching this message later on today. We just give you the glory. We give you the praise in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Well, you know, you guys know we've done this before. We've been online before. So I would love for you guys just to make sure you keep commenting. You keep pressing that like button. You keep pressing that heart button and, and leave comments below so that we can uh, uh, all be inspired and encouraged together. Um, so we are actually breaking away from our normal sermon series. Uh, we've, we've been starting this series called uh, The Lion and the Lamb looking at the nature and the characteristics of Jesus. But given the circumstances that we're in, we're actually going to break from that. And I want to bring to you a, a fresh word that just applies to this lockdown period. And so I hope and I pray that you'll be inspired and encouraged by the message today. Uh, so I want to take you to Psalm 23. Everybody grab your Bibles or, or grab your iPads, whatever you use to read your scripture through uh, and, and scriptures on. And uh, go to Psalm 23 uh, in your word. And I'll do the same uh, here. We're going to look at the Psalm of David in Psalm 23. And actually, Psalm 23 is part of um, what they call the the Messianic Psalms or the Shepherd Psalms. You can't read Psalm 23 without first reading Psalm 22 and then reading Psalm 24. It's like a trilogy. They all go together. And so I would love for you at a later point to go back and read Psalm 22 and then go on to Psalm 23 and then finish with Psalm 24. There are some amazing things that you will find as you read these Messianic Psalms. In Psalm 22, it describes the, the shepherd as the good shepherd. The real characteristic of this Psalm, Psalm 22, is that the shepherd is a good shepherd. Why is he so good? Because the good shepherd laid down his life for his sheep. And uh, really the, the essence of this Psalm is about the cross. And so then in Psalm 23, he shifts from a good shepherd to a great shepherd. And the great shepherd uh, is the one that we're going to be focused on today. And um, you've heard in Psalm 22 about the cross. Psalm 23 is all about the crook, which is what he used to guide the sheep. Then in Psalm 24, this is really interesting. It moves from the great shepherd to the chief shepherd, the chief shepherd coming as a king with his crown. So there you see the Messianic Psalms, all three are, are tied in together. You've got the good shepherd, the great shepherd, and the chief shepherd, the one who is to come. It's focused on the uh, the cross, the crook, 
and the crown. How amazing is that? I love this about scripture. So when you read Psalm 23, um, you, you'll, you'll find out straight away that these were the Psalms of David. Psalm 22, 23, 24 were all written by David. Now, David was a shepherd himself. He grew up as a shepherd boy, as many of you know. His father was a shepherd. His brothers took care of the sheep as well. And David was one that also looked after the sheep. But when he wrote these Psalms, he wasn't writing as a shepherd. He was writing as King David. King David had actually lived a bit of life at this point. He had... um, He had seen the highs and lows of life. He had seen the highs of defeating Goliath and then the lows of uh, of running away from Saul in fear of death. He had seen the highs of being an anointed king and then he had seen the lows of uh, his own son um, trying to kill him. David had, at this point in his life, in writing these Psalms, had the battle scars and the battle wounds of war, but also of life. How many know and can relate to that? You know, some of us, we go through life and it leaves us scarred. There are battle scars of life. There are war wounds that we hold on to. And when David wrote the Psalm 23, he was writing from the perspective of one who had lived life. And so... I think that adds so much more power to what we read in the actual psalm. And so let's have a look at Psalm 23. And uh, I'm only going to be reading the first uh, three verses in the psalm. It starts off and it says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Let me stop there. This is all we're going to look at today. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, I shall not want. Let me pause and, and just highlight a couple of things in this first verse. The Lord is my shepherd. David, who was the king, the great king of Israel, the great king anointed by God, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, David understood authority and he understood that there was an authority above his kingly authority. You know, many times we forget who's really in control. You know, we've got to remind ourselves that the Lord is our shepherd. Another way to put it would be this. The shepherd is the Lord. The good shepherd is the Lord. Um, And so, uh, or the good shepherd is Lord. And um, we've got to remember that God is ultimately in control. Come on, we've got to remind ourselves, especially in these uh, uncertain days, in these, in these uh, testing times, we've got to remind ourselves who's ultimately in control. Can I ask you that question? Who's in control of your life today? I mean, would, would you say that God is in control, that God is my shepherd, that God is the one who has the authority over my life? I believe that we as Christians... We cannot be swayed by uh, other other authorities and other uh, influences. We've got to rely on the authority of the Lord. Can I get an amen? And uh, and we've got to remember, like my wife Tawa, she preached a few weeks back. She talked about being anchored in Christ. 
I mean, Christ is our anchor. Christ is the anchor and the hope of, of our souls. And, uh, and I want to remind us all that, that God himself, God himself, he, he is still in authority over our lives. He gives us authority. He gives us rule and he gives us dominion over everything that we see here, uh, see here like he did with Adam in the garden. But ultimately, God is still in control. Can I get an amen this morning? That, that, that should be good news to somebody. And then it goes on and it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, other translations put it this way, that I lack uh, no good thing. I, I have, uh, there is nothing that I lack. You know, when you read this phrase, I shall not want or I lack nothing, it's actually, an, a, a, for me, this is what it means. It's actually uh, referring to the shalom of Christ, the shalom of God, the peace of God. You know, the, the word shalom is a beautiful word. It, it's, a, it's a word of blessing. It's a word of, of, uh, of uh, faith. It's a word of peace. But guess what? It's also a word that means completeness and wholeness. And when you say, I shall not want, it means you have, another way to put it is, I have everything I need. I am complete. I am whole. I believe David, when he wrote these words, I shall not want, he was actually saying, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I have great peace. You know, that, and I have the shalom. And, um, you know, we've got to remind ourselves that he is not only Jehovah Jireh, who is our uh, provider, our supplier, but he's also Jehovah Shalom, our peace. And in the midst of all that's going on right now, you know, we need to know the peace of God. Amen, somebody. We need to know the Shalom of God. We need to know the completeness of God. You know, it's crazy when you think, you know, people, as soon as they heard there was another lockdown, they raced out. They raced out. And why did they race out? Because they had fear. They had fear that they would lack things. There was, you know, they raced out to grab the toilet paper. I'm like, oh my goodness. And, and I hope you weren't one of those people. Um, but they raced out to grab toilet paper. Or the bread was gone. Uh, there was all these things that were missing. So in one sense, what I was saying, oh my goodness, there's things that I lack. And therefore I'm fearful. Uh, that's one way to look at it. Uh, I would say to us all, remember, there is nothing we lack. In the spirit, there is nothing that we could possibly lack. We have everything we need in Christ. Amen, somebody. We have everything we need. We are complete. We are whole. There should be peace uh, that radiates out of our lives. There is the peace of God that comes over us and should minister through us. Why? Because we understand uh, that God is ultimately in control. So then it goes on and uh, and it says this. It says, He makes me lie down in green pastures and He leads me beside quiet waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now this is what I read in terms of a studying for this uh, message this morning. You know, I read that really the shepherd would take the sheep out uh, early in the morning to feed uh, in the pastures. But then as the, as the sun began to rise and it began to get uh, really hot and really humid, uh, the shepherd would take the sheep uh, to greener pastures so that they could 
rest, not eat, but rest. Does that make sense here this morning? You know, he would take them to shaded areas where there were green pastures and he would he would make them lie down to rest. I believe we need rest more than ever before. Many of you guys here this morning, you know, this period of lockdown just brought more anxiety. But I believe God is saying to you this morning that you need to rest. The word for you today is rest and uh, that God wants you to just be still and know that he is God, that, that you, you, there is a connection between the shalom and the rest of God, the peace and the rest of God. You know, there has got to be the supernatural ability to rest. And I'm talking about real rest. It doesn't mean sit on the couch and then go on your phone, uh, you know, all day, just, just scanning through your phone. It means complete rest. It means allowing your soul to stop. You know, I remember hearing a, a story of a, a traveler through an African nation and he had uh, hired all these workers to carry his equipment and he was trying to catch up to a, um, to a, um, uh, a party that had gone before them. And, uh, and so he kept pushing the workers who were carrying all this equipment to catch up to this other party. The first day, they just keep going from, the, from sunrise to sunset. The second day, they keep going from sunrise to sunset. The third day, they keep going from sunrise to sunset. But on the fourth day, the workers did not, did not move. The, uh, the, uh, the, hired, the man that had hired them got annoyed and said, why aren't you moving? Why aren't you going? And then one of them spoke up and said, "Listen, we've been going, we've been going uh, crazy for the last three days. We need to rest all day today to allow our souls to catch up." And for many of us, that's a word for us all. You know, we've been going and going and going. That actually, this time is a time where the Lord is bringing us beside, as um, uh, making us lie down in the green pastures to allow our souls to catch up. Does that make sense here this morning? And the third thing is this, or the other thing I should say, is that he leads us beside the quiet waters. You know, there's an interesting fact that sh and sheep um, struggle to drink waters that are turbulent. They will not drink waters that are turbulent for fear of... Uh, of uh, something happening to them. They'll only drink waters if the waters are still. Amazing, isn't it? When you think about it. And uh, the picture here is this, that the shepherd is the one that actually calms the waters enough for the sheep to drink from. He leads them beside the, the quiet waters. The waters need to be still in order for the sheep to recede. I believe that God is wanting us to be still before him so that we can receive what we need from God. God is wanting to remove the, the um, turbulent waters, those distractions, those things we think are important but are actually just chaos in our lives. God is wanting to remove those things in our lives so that we can once again drink from the still waters. Come on, just for a moment. Come on, just wanting you close your eyes. I know there's probably others in the room and it might feel a little bit awkward. But why don't you close your eyes for just a moment and drink. 
Come on, drink from the Lord. Drink from the Spirit of God. Come on, the Bible says that for those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled. Come on, Lord, right now, I pray you would pour out your presence over those. Allow us to be still, to drink, to receive. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for your hand over our lives. Who, Lord, let your presence fill us. Fill us to overflow. Overflow with your anointing. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. You know, I love this about Psalm 23. You know, it talks about this. It talks about the peace of God. It talks about the rest of God. And it talks about receiving from God. The peace of God, the rest of God, and receiving from God. But it all leads to this one purpose. The refreshing of our souls. The refreshings of, the refreshing of our souls. Come on, how many of you here need your soul to be refreshed? The word refreshed, it can be... Um, can be um, can mean uh, revive. It can mean to restore. It can mean to be renewed. You know, it's interchangeable. You know, take out the word refresh and put in the word that it means most to you right now. Come on, he's reviving your soul. He's renewing your soul. He's re, re um, restoring your soul. Whatever it means for you. Come on, let that be your prayer this morning. The purpose of God's peace, the purpose of God's rest, and the purpose of you receiving is so that there will be revival of your soul. Amen, somebody. I believe revival, you would keep praying for revival, Lord. Revive this, Lord, let there be revival that would sweep this nation and sweep this land. But let me tell you, revival begins in the heart and it begins with you. So let me pray for you guys uh, this morning as we bring this message to a close. Why don't you just close your eyes right now where you are. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you for your word in Psalm 23. Father, written by a man who had lived life, who had lived it in all of its fullness, all of its ups and downs, Lord God, all of its highs and its lows. Lord, I pray that we too would understand the, the fullness of, of the words in Psalm 23 and the revelation of what it means for us today. Father, revive our souls. Revive who we are in you. In Jesus' wonderful name. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.